Trending news right now. It's just before four o'clock, about 30 seconds before, and we talk about what's happened in the social media uh, space. Uh, in the last 24 hours, joined by Busisi Khatebe, SABC Digital News Senior Producer and Social Commentator. Khatebe, how are you on this Tuesday? Ah, Asa, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you very much. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. You are a good-looking woman. Those who've seen you know. <laughs> Do you feel like you get away with some things that other people wouldn't necessarily go get away with? I... Maybe, maybe <laughs> Thank because you for the I'm honesty. a woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then job-wise, do you feel like you've had advantages over your career because of how you look? Maybe you come with no. that smile. No, no, I don't. You, you know what? As I'm one of those people that it really irritates me if someone will compliment my looks instead of um, intelligence level or creativity mm. level. I get so upset and. I it actually excites me when someone will be like, oh, oh, that was smart. Oh, that was so creative. Oh, that was interesting. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, ah, oh, you look, you look pretty well. Am I am a doll? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> An ornament. <laughs> I get you there. Okay. So let's talk today. Uh, we're starting with the uh, hashtag Pizzo Al Ali. Uh, Pizzo Jingles Musimane. He's no longer coach of the Egyptian team after he and the team agreed to mutually go their separate ways. They said they agreed. Yes, Asa, and you know, like everyone, I was really, I was shocked, actually, because I, I, yeah. it's not one of those things that you saw coming. Um, yes, obviously, they lost um, just recently in the CAF Championship Champions, but um, I didn't think, you know, we would hear anything of this sort. You know, I just thought, ah, you know, uh, teams have their ups and they have their lows. But um, according to the website, yes, it's Al-Akhli that actually confirmed the departure on the official website. And there's been uh, uh, posts and screen grabs on social media. A lot of people were really surprised yeah. after so much work that um, Pizzo and his technical team had had put into the, um, the Egyptian team uh, for the past few years. So, you know, the statement was like um, Al-Akhli and Pizzo Musman have reached an agreement to part ways. And obviously then it has some few details of what transpired in the meeting with uh, Musimani. So based on his statement that he released, uh, Musimane, he's saying that they had meetings with the board and they got to a mutual agreement to go their separate ways. So why are we still asking if he, I mean, in terms of Twitter, if he was... uh, if he left by choice or if he was fired, if he's saying this, that they had a mutual agreement. And I mean, if there's board meetings, that would seem like it was something that was well thought through over time. Exactly, Asa, because, you know, as you say, it is mentioned that um, through the board meetings and the meetings that they had with Mr. Mani, he said that, you know, he requested to leave um, and he was satisfied with the achievements he had accomplished at the club. I think it's also what makes people, you know, have um, thoughts about it and, you know, doubting um, that that's the reasoning. Though pro- pe- people probably think that, you know, that's the professional way of saying things. It's because um, I think it was last week or sometime, um, Musimani had a meeting um, in, in Morocco um, and um, it, it looks like, you know, there, there, there was 
some discussions that were made um, during that meeting in Morocco. It was for a coaching course. And, um, you know, he was discussing matters relating to the club with Ahli's board president and, you know, they scheduled it. So it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, these meetings that were happening. It wasn't just a one-time meeting that took place before this decision uh, was then reached uh, by both parties. So he leaves with his tactical team, uh, Kyle, yes. Solomon, Cabello, Rangwaha, and Musi Mutlaba. Is that normally what happens? Why can't they stay when he leaves? I'm actually surprised that he's going, he's going with everyone. I think maybe it's, it's like, hey, I go with everyone. I'm not going alone. I'm not leaving <laughs> nothing behind. <laughs> I'm going with uh, the whole entire brain system. I think maybe it's part of the contractual uh, agreement when he joined. I guess, um, uh, the team, that he didn't just come alone. He came with a technical team. And, you know, there are also questions about what will now happen to Presidao because, you know, he just recently joined the, uh, Al-Akhli. If he's also going to... He's also probably going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. He's not. <laughs> he's, he's on his own journey. Let's leave him alone. <laughs> and he's got his own contract, you know, that he signed. Um, but yes, you know, it, 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 this 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 coach um, did remarkable things. Um, yeah. You know, when he was part of Achi, he he did so many great things. Uh, they won Champions Leagues, the trophies of different um, club championship games, and you know, they won the Egyptian Cup, have Super Cup. You know, he did a lot uh, while he was there. Um, in in his tenure uh, with yeah. Al Akhli, so it's quite interesting to see. You know, on social media, I thought people are already saying um, to certain clubs, uh, uh, different clubs, that you be careful before you you ask Bito Musiman to join you guys. Are you aware of the salary he was being paid in Egypt? You know. Oh, how did so I know it was going to go there? I knew people were going to be thinking about the salary. (laughs) You know social media. (laughs) So people are saying, if you have that money, then probably you can have Fito Musimani. So, um, but yeah, it's it's quite, it's interesting. Why now? Um, And I think there are questions because of the recent loss to the Moroccan side in the CAF Champions that maybe it was sour after that loss. There's a lot of speculation going around. And it's just interesting what, why they say in the statement they both came to an agreement. But as you say, I mean, there's a lot... The technical team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as you say, I mean, I mean, there's lots that he can look back on and be proud. A journey that started in 2020... And for the first time in Al-Akhli's history, the team was led to CAF uh, Champions League times three, the final. The first yes. sub-Saharan team to do so. So he's definitely done a lot of great things for the team in a short space of time. That one we, we see. But do you think he challenged the status quo when it comes to African football? Um, I think he did, you know. Um, he was the. F- I think he's the first non-Egyptian coach, uh, mm. but from South, uh, South uh, from Southern Africa to actually coach um, the team. So you know that was that was a big thing for uh, in, you know clubs usually get your European coaches 
and then they'll bring them this side to come coach their clubs or their national uh, teams to improve them. But what Al Ahli did, they took someone from Africa to continue, you know, um, leading the, 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 the football game forward. And that's what he did. He really, he, he, he paved through some, in, like, terrific milestones. And it's quite impressive what he did. Mm-hmm. And he did that after he had left a good um, track record also with Mamelodi Sundowns. Um, you know, when he had left, because they were also winning quite well, and they still continue to do well, actually, the team. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's just good on his side. Um, so, you know, apparently also another bone of contention, um, Asa, is that um, in the meeting when Pito decided or said, you know, it's fine, he will leave, um, is because, you know, the, the, the club wanted to bring in new um, a new person or a new fitness trainer to work closely with one of the, the uh, members in his technical team. And, you know, maybe that's also one of the issues that, you know, maybe they couldn't reach a consensus with how to move forward with the club um, and Peter Musumani's technical team. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk hashtag Senzo Mayiwa trial, <clears throat> hashtag TIFO more specifically, because it was a heated. <laughs> Pretoria High Court yesterday, as Advocate Tifo uh, uh, was uh, standing his ground against Judge Maumela. It all started because the court was, as we know, we spoke about it last week. The court was to hear from Advocate Zandilem Shololo on the second docket, which was given to her last Wednesday. She needed time to go through this and then say what she uh, her submissions are. But then Tifo wanted to make his submissions first, and that request was denied by Judge Maumela. But uh, Tifo was not having it. He was not having it. It became a back and forth, uh, um, you know, uh, exchange between Tifo and the judge. And uh, as a, already last week it was postponed to Monday. Now it's postponed, well, not postponed, but postponed to today because of other issues that came up in the, during the trial. But um, Judge Maumela was busy saying to Tifo that, you know, he was repeating things that were already common knowledge to the court. Mm. And um, Tifo's argument was that, you know what, regardless of whether we postpone or do this or talk about the second docket or not, the point here is that this, this, this court has no jurisdiction, actually, in the murder trial of Senzo Meira because the murder took place in Fosloras, but why is it being heard, uh, heard in um, uh, Pretoria, the High Court in Pretoria? Mm. And, um, you know, uh, Maumela just kept on saying that before it's just repeating himself and he will be given a chance to argue his case um, at a later stage. And, um, you know, uh, there was a point where I think the judge said fight and Defo said, you know, uh, he's not fighting with the judge. He even asked the judge to withdraw the the word fight from his earlier remarks. And it was interesting on social media where people are saying, meet Advocate Tifo, the first advocate to tell a judge to withdraw his word. And people, <laughs> and people, you know, he was he was trending. He was trending. Um, advocate Baloy was trending. Senzo uh, you obviously is trending. Kelly Kumal is trending. This case has it's just got a lot of interest, and in a sad way, Asa, because yeah. at the end of the day, we're looking for justice Answers, yeah. for Senzo, 
for Senzo Mehiwa. And it's not making sense even to us that why are there two dockets? And we spoke about this as a, and about maybe Piri now being mentioned, but she's in the second docket. And you're hearing um, other lawyers saying it's, it's showing that firstly the state is not um, what was the unpreparedness of yeah. the state. Um, watching what we are watching and experiencing what we're experiencing with this court case. And because, you know, for us normal people, you think the people who were in the house were the ones going to be charged initially. But now they are in a second docket and then there's a first docket. It's just not adding up. No. What are, on what grounds is the NPA saying that the second docket, which emerged last week, holds no merit? So, of course, the second docket, we had discussed also that it uh, alludes to Kelly Kumalo, the singer, having shot Senzo Meiwa by mistake. Yes, yes. Um, so, you know, they're they saying that it was merely, um, it, it was an internal, it seemed like it was an internal uh, communication, the second docket. But, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily, um, that's another thing. I do not understand why they're saying that it, it, it has no merit. Because it's it's there. The second docket is in existence. And the issue now is that Mushololo, Advocate Mushololo, is saying she wasn't even aware of the second docket until yeah. last week. She received confirmation that the second docket was authentic. And then a draft charge sheet in the file um, that, that recommended that it was valid. But uh, until then... She didn't even realize that it, it, it was it was valid and that it was real. Um, and then Baloi, the as the prosecutor said, Umshololo was lying when she said she was not aware of the second case docket. Then it became another one now. Mm. Uh, besides uh, advocacy for and judge moment, it was now you know uh, advo- uh, prosecutor Baloi and advocate Umshololo now arguing about the second docket. Um, you know, and uh, then she said, um, Shololo said she, 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 there was a second docket with a charge sheet attached to it from Advocate Chawuke, the head of NPA, and that it recommended charging them. But, you know, they were meant to be charged, but they were not charged. They were supposed to be charged with murder and defeating the ends of justice. Mm. So they, mm. yeah. No, uh, as I like it, it, it's so they they right now today they need to decide if the case is going to move between two dates September I think and uh, October November because there's still a lot of things that yeah that need to be sorted out and there are still uh, still a lot of questions that yeah. need to be raised and, and, and I mean in court in the court of law one can expect that there'll be exchanges There's, there will be back and forth yes. whether between advocate yes. to advocate advocate to judge but what I, I wasn't aware what I wasn't uh, so sure about is why Tifo needed to get personal when he was not getting his way because even after lunch the <laughs> debates continued and he wanted to to be the one to speak but Tifo saying that as it seemed personal to me, when he said he can see that Maumela and him come from a different school of law, and that's why they mm-hmm. are clashing. I mean, law is law, though. In Genapi, where, where you studied, and you all qualified to be where you are, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> you, you, 
<laughs> you know what, Asa? It, it, it goes back to that question where we talked about the difference between advocates, Mushololo, um, where people were praising her. Uh, I think it was last week or sometime. But they were praising her line of questioning. People were more aligned to her line of questioning, saying she's very thorough, she's very detailed. And some people were saying uh, advocate before is very, uh, what's the theatric? Uh, he's got a lot of theatrics and, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's doing it for TV, he's doing it for the show. But that was, you know, that's the court of the public opinion. Um, but yes, there was, I don't think there was a need to get personal. Uh, law is law at the end of the day, as you're saying. And if you think you are in the right, there are ways, yeah. obviously, throughout the trial to actually get um, that way or to make that point um, uh, across, you know. So I think there was there really isn't a need to be fighting with the judge about this. If there is no jurisdiction, then there is no jurisdiction. And the judge eventually said, you know, submit everything you have in writing, you know, so that it can be looked into. But as you know, we see this with a lot of cases. We're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, um, some some spanners being thrown in the woodwork, like you know, with the Zuma, they're asking this this advocate to uh, to recuse himself. Another court case will ask the judge to recuse himself because you know there seem to be some personal interference or personal uh, fight, fighting between uh, either the state prosecutor or the advocate and the judge. Yeah, well, let's see what <laughs> happens today as the case continues. Hashtag yeah. Mohale now. Let's talk about Mohale Mutaung, the estranged husband of reality star Somi Zimhlongo. He will be telling his side of the story during a Showmax interview, and that's going to be aired in the next two months. Um, I don't remember if this was part of our entertainment story or what, but we were saying, we wonder if Mohale, Moha, Mohale Mutaung's side of the story should be heard. So here it is. It's going to be heard. And you know what, Muhammad and Sumizi are always trending, as always trending, because, you know, people are interested to find out what really happened, because, you know, before the, the Sumizi's reality show, where, you know, he's starting to reveal things, Obviously, there was a leaked audio back then about Muhale claiming a lot of things against Sumizi and how unhappy he was in the marriage. And now it seems that Mutawung wants to set the record straight once and for all. He doesn't want any, you know, questions or doubts about it. But obviously, it's going it to lead be, to more questions, though. Exactly. As it's still going to be a he said, he said situation. Yeah. <laughs> because this one is claiming this and this one is claiming that. So, yeah, it's going to be, what is it going to be called? On the record, okay. Muhale on the record, and it will be a sit-down interview between Mohale and Aldrin St. Pierre um, in August. It's going to premiere in August um, the 4th, first on Showmax, and yeah, then we then we'll see. Well, there we go, our colleague doing the things there. But yes. the public spats, though, I mean, that, yes, the public spats that have been going on, I mean, uh, allegations of domestic abuse are really serious yes. and domestic yes. violence being part of what was thrown in there. So Mohale has to come with some receipts there. We're expecting that. We are expecting that. Uh, so not just an account. Um, we want to see, not see per se, but like he should say he's got something concrete. Yeah. And, you know, even during, um, I, uh, someone tweeted, you know, there are a lot of tweet, uh, Twitter and social media investigators. Uh, so these people can find anything. But um, they were saying that it's so funny that the people 
who claimed to have been Mohale's friends and Solhumizi's friends, actually witnessed um, some of these allegations take place because they took place in front of them, the, the abuse allegations. And it's so funny that, you know, somehow now they're quiet about it. And then there's an article, Losha Cooper. You, do you remember Losha Cooper, the actress? Yes. I think she's changed her surname, and She's married to, um, she changed her surname. But Losha Cooper actually hit out at Somizi and said, you know what, I'm hitting out at you because we need to be accountable as people. We can't be saying we are a group of friends and stuff and we're silent about such issues. And I thought, okay, you know what, that's actually quite nice. And there are some friends who've distanced themselves from Somizi allegedly also because of the way that, you know, um, the relationship, the marriage between Somizi and Mohale was, that it was toxic and it was really bad. And it is quite interesting to hear what uh, Mohale will say, different from what we already know and with receipts, like you said. Do you think the fact that he's got a public platform, Somizi, uh, that puts him at an advantage in terms of the arguments between this uh, story, between the two of them? Yes, I think it, it does put him at an advantage and it did give him an advantage to uh, maybe to change the narrative of the story if, if the allegations were true. Um, because obviously he has more influence than uh, Mohalid does and already there were there was things going around on social media that he was just a gold digger, Mohalid. But you know, people also hit back and saying, you know what, he was young, what did you expect? He, he was not famous. Obviously, if you're going to marry a young, non-famous person, they're going to you know, take advantage of the situation. Um, so you do have a camp where people are actually siding with Mohale. And there are people siding with um, Somizi. So um, we want to see what's happening. But yes, I think he did use, and a lot of people are saying that also, that he did use the, uh, the, the platform that he has with his shows to, to you know, steer the, the direction to to his side and to actually try to get more support and to make Mohale look like uh, the villain. So also I want to ask, what is a gold digger? I mean, I know what, what we throw the term mm-hmm. as, but let, let's uh, just uh, uh, yeah. unpack this gold digger term because within a relationship, what is supposed to happen? Are we not supposed to help each other grow, help each other develop? And the one who is seemingly more successful helps the one who isn't as successful for the betterment of the partnership. I agree, Asa. If a person who is in a better financial standing or any form of, like, uh, at, at an advantage, and they approach someone who they know personally, first of all, because, <laughs> I mean, you see the situation of the person that you are going to be dating or you are going to be in a relationship with, and you still want to be with Especially them? Especially marriage. You still want to marry them? I don't think we have an opinion in that and saying, ah, this person is just coming for the money. And so what if they are? Because that person who has the money still wants to be with that person who doesn't have the money. So I think also the gold digging term, it comes from, uh, some of it, it's, it's jealousy. Other times it's also... Uh, family members or community when they see that ah, they're no longer getting the things that they were getting before their brother or their uncle or their aunt because this dates the other way around as well, Asa. Yeah. Um, older women are with the younger guys. Okay. Um, so, so people start saying, oh, no, they're just taking away the money. They had nothing when they came. They were nothing. But it doesn't matter when that person knows 
what kind of situation you are in, and they still want to be with you, and you guys still want to be together. I don't think it should be of anyone's um, opinion, and we shouldn't be labeling it. But what is the, the yeah, issue? For me, gold digging that? in the context of marriage, it just has questions for me. I, I don't get it. But Arthur, now the issue is that sometimes when there's a divorce, when it's an ugly divorce, the bitter uh, spouse then starts name-calling the other one and saying you are just a gold digger. You see now, now they start saying using those terms and ugly terms and being ugly. But what I realized is that, you know, with divorce, it can either be very ugly and very or very amicable. Mm. And usually people will say and do strange things uh, which seem out of character, but it's because of the dynamics of what's happening within the divorce and the issues that are, are being raised. And but it's not, you know, now we should come in and also chip in. And we were not even there in that marriage. But these people need uh, public <laughs> lives. <laughs> yeah, we were not. <laughs> I wish I was a fly in the wall, but we were not. <laughs> and Mohala uh, um, uh, tweeted uh, yesterday, he received a box of, I think it's 200 red roses. Mm-hmm. And he's like, gushing and he's excited saying, Wow. And you know what? Happiness looks good on him. I I hope you know this. Uh, this works out for him at the end of the day because, um, yeah, he 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 didn't really have the platform that so Musi had. I hope it works out for both of them. Like they just sort out their issues and move on. Why can't we move yeah. on? Let's, let's just move on. Exactly. Let's move on. Bitter. Let's and move on without being bitter. Honestly, I yeah. Agree with let's you. move on with our lives. Find other people. Yeah. Take trips and do whatever. Find yourself also, because that bitterness has to come from within. So just resolve what's going on, that war that's happening inside of you, that you feel you need to spew negativity towards somebody. And also understand that nobody owes you anything. You had your memories that you built with this person. You can either choose to hold on to those or let them go, set them free, as you set yourself free, because they don't owe you anything. They don't have to be attached to you for the rest of your life. People can change their minds. True, true, true. They, 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 they're not, you know, they, they're not tied to whatever the words they said to you for, for forever. Um, they can change their minds. We change our minds with, with our, within ourselves and, uh, you know, decisions we've made for ourselves. Another person can also do that. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's leave it there. And then also as people, let's not make it a community project. I guess we talk, <laughs> yes. we're doing that. I know we kind of, I'm, I'm contradicting myself because we are making it a community project have, by talking reporting. about it. But it's our job, we're right? Reporting. Yes. Said, yes. We're reporting. <laughs> well, mm, that's it. And when we read about it and look into we we're actually researching. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're researching. <laughs> okay, let's leave it on that note. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. It's always great chatting. The plans for the rest of the week? Uh, yeah, just work and keeping busy. Um, yeah, and waiting for the weekend to rest. Are you uh, taking the break on Thursday? It's a public holiday. Yes, I think. Yes, I am. I am. And then I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm back off. on Friday. No, we might I'm, as well I take lie. Friday off. I lie, Asa. I'm working. Oh, wait, no man. Not, not in this industry. What break? <laughs> but you never take a break, eh? I do, Asa. I really okay. do sometimes. Well, these weekends have been off, which is a good thing.
Uh, so, so yeah, I'll enjoy that. Okay. <laughs> as long as you do take some time off there, we we want you in one piece. We want you mentally and uh, physically strong. Okay. Very important. I, I will do so. I will do so as well. All right. Have a great one, and thanks again for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. You too, Asa. Thank you. Usisi Wekadebe is SABC Digital News Senior Producer as well as Social Commentator joining us for our trending news. Asanda Beda on SAFM.